As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. When I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Paranormal Buzz Radio is proud to present Girls vs. Ghost Media's Spoopy Talk with Madison Smith from Madison Paranormal. You can find Spoopy Talk every other Sunday, 6 Eastern, 5 Central, right here, live on Paranormal Buzz Radio. Be sure to join in the live interactive chat by going to Spreaker.com or downloading the Spreaker app for all devices. Views and opinions expressed in this podcast by the host or the guest do not necessarily reflect the views of Paranormal Buzz Radio or its sponsors. Use of any material produced by Paranormal Buzz Radio without express written consent is strictly prohibited. For information on everything Paranormal Buzz Radio has to offer, visit our website, paranormalbuzzradio.com. Like us on Facebook, follow us on Twitter and Instagram. Listener discretion is advised. Here's your host, Madison Smith. Hi everyone, I'm Madison Smith. I'd like to welcome you all to Spoopy Talk with Maddie. Tonight's guest is someone out of Transcend Paranormal, so give a big spoopy welcome to Steve Deals. Hey, how's it going? Hello, how are you? I'm pretty good, I cannot complain. Nobody would listen anyways. How about you? I'm doing pretty good myself, thank you for asking. Awesome, awesome. Pretty cool. So, shall we begin the questionings? Sure, hit me with what you got. Okay, so how long have you been investigating, and when did you first figure out you wanted to investigate? All right, Um, so I, I guess, officially, quote-unquote, started investigating um, sometime in, like, 2007, 2008. Mm-hmm. Um, that's literally when I first got my car, I could first start driving myself to places. Um, and, and that's when I was able to finally get out of the house and go and do weird things in the middle of the night. Um, I wish. so, <laughs> so that's when I kind of started, um, unofficially my interest began when I 
younger. Uh, I was in elementary school, um, and we had just moved to a new, you know, we, we moved from Pennsylvania to Virginia, brand new house. Um, you know, all of my friends obviously were all back up in Pennsylvania. Um, and, and this house that we first moved into was fairly active. Um, there was a lot going on, uh, in that house and it was, it was like, it wasn't an old house. It was a new build, you know, not something like you walk up to it and you're like, okay, that's definitely haunted. You know, there's mm-hmm. the windows are all covered and everything. Um, it was literally just a new, a new build, you know, and, uh, just, I guess we, we picked the wrong house. Um, so, so, you know, looking back, um, I'm grateful because that's what got me into the paranormal. But at the time it was definitely, um, it was pretty, it was pretty scary. It was, it was pretty scary living in that house for the two years that we were in there. So, um, that kind of got me questioning a lot of the, the paranormal, you know, why does this go on? Um, why is this happening? All those sorts of things. And so once I finally got got a car, I was able to go out and do some of this stuff. Mm-hmm. Okay. And if you don't mind me asking, what exactly happened in that house? Um, so it, it first started with um, I would wake up in the middle of the night to doors, uh, the bedroom door or the closet doors opening and closing. Um, uh-uh. <laughs> yeah, it was, it was like, it was like poltergeist. Uh, so it was like doors opening and closing. I would often hear somebody whispering my name, um, into my ear at night, waking me up. I would hear full blown conversations, um, coming from like another part of the house. Um, I would hear the piano playing, you know, waking up in the middle of the night and the piano is playing downstairs by itself. Um, those sorts of things. And then it started to escalate to where um, I would actually see things. So I would see a lot of shadow figures. Um, one of the most prevalent was seeing a giant red orb, like visually seeing this, you know, I'm, I'm a kid and visually seeing this thing, the size of a basketball floating through the air um, towards me. And, and that scared the ever living daylights out of me. Um, so, so that was probably one of the freakier things. Um, I also experienced doppelgangers in this house, um, mostly of my pets. Um, I would see, for example, um, this, this one time I, I remember clear as day, I'm walking around outside the front yard, you know, playing, and I see our family dog um, in the front yard. So I'm like, well, you know, we're in, a, we're in a, a pretty big neighborhood. There's a lot of cars that come through here. And normally if he's outside, he's on a leash. So I'm like, all right, come on, boy, let's get, you know, get back inside. And so he runs around the corner of the house um, as if he was going to go inside through the garage. And I'm like, well, let me make sure that he actually gets inside. So I walk around and he is nowhere to be seen. Um, So I, you know, I walk around the entire house and then eventually I go inside and I'm like, well, hopefully, you know, hopefully somebody let him in. And so I go into the living room and my mom is sitting there on the couch watching TV and the dog is sitting there next to her asleep. Um, and so I'm like, well, he, you know, he passed out pretty quick. He fell asleep pretty, pretty fast. And um, she's like, well, he's been sitting here for a while. Uh, so, you know, I would see that. I would see him inside the house when, you know, if I was in the basement, I'd see him, you know, walk into the room and then walk out and, you know, then I find out that he was outside or something like that. Um, 
and you know a number of different things in that in that manner. Um, we'd have the you know the typical lights turning on and off by themselves. Uh, the lights in the attic would turn on and off by themselves. Um, just I mean, it was literally just tons and tons and tons of weird things um, that you know. It was it was weird, and it was definitely not something that I would I would want anybody to experience. I guess um, mm-hmm. not when they don't know, you know, not I guess not willingly. Like if you want to experience those things, that's cool, you know. But I, I wouldn't be like, hey, <laughs> go live here. Yeah. Um, no thanks. <laughs> like if I saw two of my dogs, I'd be like, okay, either my mom drugged me in the macaroni that I had this evening, or uh, I'm just seeing double right now. Yeah, it was it was odd. It was it was one of the weirder things I've ever experienced. Is is the whole doppelganger thing? And I've done a little bit of research into it, um, but I mean, it there were a lot of things that just didn't quite add up um, at that house. And you know, my experiences weren't weren't the same for my family. They experienced different things as well. There was a um, the the females, so my mom and when my aunts would come over and visit, um, they would all see this woman in a gray Victorian era dress. So like a big hoop skirt. Um, they'd always see her. I mean, she was like as if she was like from an old TV, just just gray, you know, and uh, they'd always see the back of her like as if she was walking out of a room. Um and so that was very prevalent with the women. I never saw her, and all of the experiences that I had, nobody else in that in that house had. Um, so it was really weird. There were a lot of different things going on there. Um, come to find out, the area that the house sits on um, was formerly not not necessarily Civil War battlegrounds, but um, there was a lot of troop movement right through the area. So that could play into it. I mean, that's that's my kind of prevailing theory is that there's probably something um, that went on there, whether it was troops moving through the area or something that, I guess, caused a lot of this to, to continue to occur on that property, probably whether or not there was a house there. I think it didn't make a difference. Stuff would have probably just mm-hmm. continued to happen. Mm-hmm. Okay, and then Shay also asked, since it was a new, since it was new, does he think it was a land? So, kind of just answered that, but. Yeah, and I, you know, I mean, the weird thing is, these, the experiences that I was having was primarily, so, so the house was a basement, um, first floor, second floor, and then a walk-up attic. We were having experiences on, on every floor of his house. So, I do think that it was probably tied to the land, but it is interesting because it wasn't like everything happened on ground level, right? Like mm-hmm. we were having, like one of the things was a rocking chair that was in the attic would consistently be pushed up to one of the two windows that was in the attic. So like it wasn't stored in front of a window, but if we went on vacation and came back home a week later, that rocking chair was literally sitting in front of a window and uh, more often than not, the attic lights would be turned on. Um, and it's not like, you know, oh, we're going on vacation. Let's turn on the attic lights. You know, like it would be turned off. Um, and we'd come home and the lights were turned on and there's the rocking chair sitting in the window. So it was, it was pretty weird. 
Honestly, I'm good. Like, <laughs> don't you just want to move in? Sure. <laughs> like, so was it just like storage up in the attic, or? Yeah, I mean, it was it was literally just storage. That's that's where a lot of the the uh, I think Christmas decorations were kept up there. Um, I didn't really go up into the attic a lot myself. Um, because of course the attic is definitely creepy, um, for, for, you know, fourth grade, fourth grade mm-hmm. Steve. Uh, I was like, I'm not going up there. Um, but, uh, it was, it was weird. I mean, it was weird. <laughs> yeah. Cause I know that some people like they have rooms in the attic. Personally, we do not. Unless like my parents are just hiding one from me. Yeah, but I don't think they're hiding anything. Yeah. Oh, I mean, that could be like, neat. A little secret room. Like, I've only I've been up there once. So. Oh, my God, same, honestly. Like. Yeah, like a tiny little, nothing big, nothing fancy, mm-hmm. just a tiny little room. Mm-hmm. Like, like, so in the in our basement, we have, like, this little door at least to the crawl space. My brother used to stay in that room. That room creeped me out just because of the crawl space. But now I kind of dig that crawl space. Like, I go down there all the time. And hang out in like, the crawl space. I'm just like, hey, ghosts. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm not really bothered by spiders or anything. So. If there's a spider down like there, I'm just like, yeah. Well, it's not that big down there. Like, Height-wise, but it's pretty big and, like, uh, I don't know how to explain. Like, width. Yes. So, I kind of just enjoy it down there. I don't even know why. It's just very calm. You set up your gaming system. I wish. Yeah. <laughs> like a little rug, a little chair and everything. Like, honestly, I wish I had a gaming system, like an Xbox, PlayStation. No, I got a Nintendo Switch. <laughs> Hey, there's nothing wrong with the Switch. I love, I love my, I like the Switch. Like I have the Nintendo Switch Lite, like the little small one. So that's cool. Get little, you can play Luigi's Mansion. That's all that matters. I got Ghostbusters. I'm happy. Oh well, there you go. See, you're set. Like I play that game all the time. Like I've not played it, but it looks fun. Got you. Hold up. Eek. Oh, here we go. We're going to look at it. That does look, that does look good. The Matches actual cartridge. Shirt. Yeah, the cartridge is not actually in there. It's in my game in the other room. But <laughs> So I know, I know we're on radio show, but we're, we're sitting in a Skype conversation, and she's showing me, showing me the Ghostbusters uh, game, game box, and, and it's of course, very she's wearing nice. a Ghostbusters t-shirt as well. So yeah, and then... It's very matching. And oh, my yes, Ghostbusters in the collection. <laughs> Like, I have a bunch of Ghostbusters stuff. Like, if anybody ever comes to my house, you guys are going to be judging me a lot. <laughs> like. No, it's, it's cool. It's cool, man. It's only slightly <laughs> weird. But I mean, like, that's the that's the nice part about, about doing all this stuff. We're all weird. Mm-hmm. Can't, nobody can say they're normal, which is fantastic. Yeah. Like, I even have plushies in this freaking rocking chair. For no reason. <laughs> I have Stay Puff. 
Slimer, a bigger Stay Puff over there with my hat. And then I have Peter Rankman. <laughs> you got all the goods, all the all the all the things. I weird myself out a lot. There's nothing wrong with that. Like I look in the mirror and I'm just disappointed. <laughs> no. It, it's good to be weird. Like everybody is weird, so Yeah. Everybody's secretly weird in some way. It's just we decide. We decide. Screw it. We're just gonna be actually weird. Enjoy. Yeah, like just be yourself. You know, it's easier. Like, it's easier that way. Like I know a bunch of people. I'm not weird. Excuse me. <laughs> Saying the one who literally brought like twelve Barbies yesterday. Wait, what? <laughs> <laughs> this girl <laughs> used to bring like twelve Barbies to school and then play it with them at recess. I'm like. It's like the one who literally that's, brings Barbies. That's an excessive amount of Barbies. I feel like... like I don't remember. Mm. If I was going to be bringing Barbies anyway, I'd probably only bring, like, two. Yeah, I'm like... The thing is, it wasn't just the Barbies. <laughs> it was, like, the pets and everything, the too. Get the like, car, she brought the, the Barbie house. <laughs> she brought the right. house one day. Like one of those little I, things, I like can campers. understand that. Yeah, I mean, where's Barbie gonna stay while while you're <laughs> you're doing school? You know. Like the thing is, I was never a big fan of Barbie. Like, I just never was a fan of Barbie. I don't even know why. I just didn't like it. I didn't either. I was I was a big fan. What was I fan of as a kid? <laughs> Backyardigans. Backyardigans was my jam. <laughs> As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform, with over 350 million global monthly visitors according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. With Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Oh, boy. I, I don't know if you've seen it. Hold on. I think I have the DVD. I'm I think I have a DVD. Fairly certain I have seen some backyard agains. No, like, I had the whole franchise, and it's in the other room, except I kept one DVD in here. And it's one of my favorites as a kid. <laughs> Where is it? I might just have to fucking stand on my desk. Hold up. 
You cannot see the struggle that I'm going through. Please don't fall. <laughs> Found it. So this explains my childhood. <laughs> it's great to be a ghost. Backyardians. Best episode. Uh, like, you can see where I started as a kid. <laughs> like, now I know why I'm a ghost investigator. Thank you, Pablo. You really inspired me. <laughs> Literally, Backyardians. Yeah, guys, watch Backyardians. It's so good. Watch Ghostbusters too. This show is now Backyardians. <laughs> yeah, this one's in freaking 2005. And the thing is, I have wow. more in the other room. It's oh. really sad. I was obsessed. My childhood. That's a bit ago. It's a little bit ago. Yeah, like, I was born in 2007, so. Bit of a ways there, Pablo. Oh, you're born here, so you're investigating. Yeah. No, but I'd like to shout out for Pablo, the man who got me into ghost investigation as a kid. Before I can even comprehend what it was. Honestly, though. Okay. Back to the questions, everyone. It's Casper. Okay. So she asked, what's his favorite location? Um, I don't know. I mean, so, so my way of investigating is... By utilizing the historical significance of that location. Um, and so when I investigate, I do a lot of digging into the history. Um, and not just like the land or the building, but the tests, the furnishing, um, the decor, all those sorts of things. And so the more that I do that, the more I tend to add to my list of favorite locations. Mm-hmm. Um, and so it's hard to say I have, like, one exactly. Like, I have tons of different favorite locations for different purposes. Like, in terms of, like, just getting in and experiencing the weird of the weird, I love, like, South Pittsburgh Hospital or St. Albans Sanatorium. Um, mm-hmm. Those are two phenomenal places that you can just go and, you know, you're always going to experience something different. Um, and I also feel like it's one of those like I call it dark tourism where you have investigators. I mean, like nobody is going to just go and visit a sanatorium. Like it's not like on somebody's list of like, Oh, you know what? You know, today, you know, we got nothing going on. Let's, you know, let's drive up to the sanatorium and go walk around. You know? So most people that go to these places are investigators. And I fully believe that they pick up stuff from one location and might drop it off at that location. So you know, it's it's really fun because you never know truly what you're going to walk into and investigate and check out. Um, from, like, a historical standpoint, um, Henrikus Historical Park, which is um, here in Virginia, um, or, like, Hanover Tavern are probably two of my favorites. Um, both are really significant places, and I, I love them because of that, I think. Henrikus Historical Park was the second English settlement in America. Um, so... Jamestown, everybody knows Jamestown, first English settlement, 
um, it became unsafe from um, Indian raids. And so there was this whole group of people that um, realized, hey, this is not safe. Let's let's move upriver a little bit. So they, they moved upriver. They found Henricus. It was, you know, a really solid piece of land, very fertile, great for growing crop. Um, and so they set up a fort. And, um, you know, they, they prospered for a number of years. And then in 1622, um, there was a, a Indian massacre. Um, and essentially this, this town that was going to be almost the capital of, of Virginia uh, and the New World and um, was going to have America's first college overnight turned into absolutely nothing. Um, and so a place like that is one of, one of my favorites because they've recreated, they've, you know, all of the buildings that are there, where there are gone, but they've recreated the fort. They've recreated a number of the buildings that were inside using blueprints um, and drawings and sketches of the original buildings. And so it's neat because you can go in there, you can investigate, um, and it's a whole fort. You can investigate inside um, in, you know, new buildings like the administrative building. You can investigate in buildings that have absolutely no electricity. Um, and then you can investigate outside and it's right on the river. Um, and there's tons of different, you know, to me, that's the perfect training ground because you are able to encompass every different style and setting of um, environment that you'll have to investigate. Mm -hmm. um, and then the Hanover Tavern is a local place right down the road from me, but it's um, one of the oldest operating taverns in America. And um, again, it's, it's really cool because, you know, um, George Washington passed through its doors, um, Marquis de Lafayette, Lord Cornwallis, um, Rochambeau, Patrick Henry spent a lot of time there. Um, and, you know, his life was directly influenced by the Hanover Tavern. Edgar Allan Poe had been there, you know, a number of times. And so, it's just really cool to be able to be part of some of those locations um, and learn the history and then utilize that to investigate. So I don't really have like one particular favorite location. I just like, there's so many different cool things about each location when the more I learn, the more they become part of that list to me. Mm -hmm. Okay. And then Shay also asked, how many is on your team? Um, so we actually, when we first started out, it was three to four members. Um, today we are 15 members strong. Um, so we have a fairly big team, but we do a lot of um, fundraising events. One of the big things that we like to do is partner with the different nonprofits, um, historical sites that are around us and host events. Um, to help them raise money. So so we have a bigger team, but it is also so that we can support what we like to do. Um, on top of that, we do consider, like, you know, family members and, and important people in people's lives as kind of like an extended part of the family. Um, so, I mean, we, we have a lot of people, you know, and we have a huge network of, of folks that help us out with things throughout the year. It's not just our team. Um, you know, people have lives, you know, like I know last weekend you had, um, your tournament and I, I meant to ask, um, how it went. So how did your tournament go? We were bad. <laughs> we won the first one, lost the second one, 
and lost the last one. But you had fun, right? Yeah. It was really cold out there, though, so. I bet it was. Like, I was fine since I had the catcher's gear, but everybody else was like... <laughs> like, yeah. Well, that's good, though. It's it's good. Yeah, at least got to get out and have fun and, and mm-hmm. be not confined to a house kind of deal like we have been for so long. <laughs> yeah, I've grown really bored in my house. Yeah, kind of in the same boat. <laughs> the only thing that kept me entertained was drawing and stuff. That's really it. I've been binge-watching various shows. I watched all the horror movies on Netflix. Literally really? are you, all are you, of them. Are you caught up? Did you finish off the um, the Haunting of, of Bly Manor yet? No, I have not finished that one. I am. Go ahead, I really you go. Want to finish it. I, re- I really want to. Like, I want to start it and finish <laughs> it. I'm on like episode three, but my team keeps talking about it nonstop, and I'm afraid that if if they continue to talk, they're going to get detail. Like, I've got to binge this. So that, so that they don't say something, and then I, I pick up on something. So I'm like, I can't get it, so you just show up. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay, and then Jay also does ask, does he have any Paracons or events coming up yet? Um, so we actually just wrapped up um, a Paracon. Um, it's, it's one that my team... And another team, Spirit Guides Paranormal, puts on. Um, so we're the like we're the ones that host it. And uh, this was its second year. Um, it's called the Fleetwood Paracon, and it is a fundraising event. So again, 100% of the proceeds go to this historical site. And the site is um, the Fleetwood Church. Um, it is not like a big church or anything crazy like that. It's just like a, a commoner's church from back um, in the 1800s, or, or I guess technically 1900s, so like 1858, 1860, that sort of time period. Um, the interesting thing about the church is this this church sits on the grounds of the largest cavalry battle of the Civil War. Um, and so there, there's so much battle in that area and then the surrounding areas um, that not only did the church see the war like right up front, um, but it was also utilized as part of a large field hospital and encampment. And so the church, um, the original church from like 1858, I think it was, um, is gone. We're not sure if it like burnt down during the war, if it was destroyed, what exactly. We do know that um, in the foundation of the church, like the the brick laying, they've actually found Civil War bullets embedded into the brick. Um, So we know that, like, the foundation is definitely old. And then the church, the new church, was built in, like, 1880, 1881. So a little bit after after the war. But we're thinking that it probably was a church prior to the war, um, 
just because they literally reused the foundation that sat in the ground. You know, I mean, it's it's hard to be like, oh, yeah, this was a house, um, but the foundation looks like exactly how a church of that time would have been built. So um, so we do a fundraiser, and this is our second year, but we do it to help raise money for the church um, so that it's, it's one man that owns it now, um, and he's trying to restore it because it's sat dormant for many, many, many years. And um, his, his hope is to restore it fully to what it looked like um, and then open it as a museum and then on Sunday mornings as like a place to go and worship. You know, like not, not, you know, not a donational. If, if somebody wants to go and utilize the church to, to practice their own religion, um, whatever it may be, then they can do so. And so, you know, that's to me, it's really, really neat because you don't see a lot of these common small churches, a lot of the stuff that's been saved over the years are these massive, massive uh, buildings. Um, so it's a lot of fun. You know, we had our first year we raised um, $2,000 or no, $2,500, I think it was somewhere, somewhere around two, two, 2,500. Um, mm -hmm. And we had eight speakers. We had like 15 vendors. Um, and we had, you know, we had a good amount of folks that came um, and supported and, and, you know, helped out and everything. Um, this year, you know, we were a little afraid of, of how things were going to go because we weren't quite sure um, with, with the pandemic going on if we were going to be able to do it or not. But ultimately, we decided to go for it. I mean, the event itself just held outside. So we're like, all right, well, we're already pretty safe with that. We'll just ask people to wear masks. And um, we had 16 speakers this year. We had over 30 vendors. Um, we had a few hundred people come through, um, and we were able to re we were able to raise over forty six hundred dollars in one single day, um, and all of that went to the church. So it's it's going this year. All of the money is going to um, be a portion to restore the the steeple. Um, the steeple is like the last spot that any water is coming in, where it it needs to be fixed up so that it's structurally sound. Um, and so that's where all that's going to this year, which is awesome. Um, so our hope is that, you know, if, if we if we move forward and, and the plan is to host the Paracon next year as well, then hopefully we'll be able to see um, that money, you know, already in the building, um, you know, it, that it's, its work has been done and that the steeple is restored. So that's one we just wrapped up. Um, in terms of like upcoming stuff, we have a lot. I mean, I'm sure it's the same for you, but October is always crazy busy with events. Um, mm -hmm. And then um, we're doing again another, you know, something brand new. But we're doing a Paracon at the Hanover Tavern, which is one of my favorite places in my long list of favorite places. Um, and again, you know, that's one of those things where it's all a fundraiser. It's all to support the tavern. Um, and it's just, you know, it's, a, it's to have a good time, get people together. Um, hopefully they learn something, you know, one of the, one of the biggest things I like to do with, um, these paracons and these events is bring speakers from like different styles of investigating. Like, you know, I like to investigate with a scientific focus. Um, so I like my data loggers, my EDI, I like to use my EMF detectors, you know, um, you know, night vision cameras, all that sort of stuff. But there are friends of mine that are more in tune with 
um, you know, going more of the medium and psychic route and stuff like that. Um, you know, there are just so many different ways that people investigate the paranormal. And so my hope is that I kind of encompass that um, and, and share, you know, hey, there's more than one, one way to do this. Like, there's, there's enough space for all of us in the field. And check it out. You know, like, maybe my scientific focus is not something that interests you, but maybe this person's view, maybe, maybe that's what interests you and gets you into the paranormal, gets you asking these questions, gets you curious, and, and then you dive in. So that's the hope is like really build out this full. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandsLots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Array of different people, different viewpoints. Um, and then bring it all together under one roof. So mm-hmm. fun. All right. So far, we have four questions in the comments. All I'm right. So no, it's fine. It's fine. Darren's here. He's very uh, talkative in the questions, which <laughs> is not a bad thing, Darren. I'm sorry. <laughs> okay. Oh, is Darren on? Yeah. Tell Darren I said hi. Well, I could. Hi, Darren. I don't know why I'm telling you to tell Darren I said hi. Hi, Darren. How are you? Yeah, he says hi. Totally. Totally can't hear him. Just talking to myself right now. Yeah, he can't hear me. Can't hear me. Can't hear. <laughs> Alright. So the first question we have. What are your views on shamans and what and what they bring to an investigation? Sorry. I need an English. Jeez. <laughs> um, you know, I like I said, I am open to really, I guess, any anything. Like, like I said, I definitely approach the paranormal from a scientific perspective. I like, I like to measure things. I like data. I like looking at numbers. Um, however, I do have uh, a really good friend on my team that is psychic and. She definitely brings a different viewpoint um, and a different skill set and a different set of knowledge to our investigations. And so what we'll do is we don't, you know, I don't rely on her. Like if you walk into a building and she's like, oh, there's an older man over there on the right hand side in the corner, you know, and and he says his name is Bill. Like I want to be able to utilize that and see if we can validate that or verify that in some way. Um, and so if that's, you know, utilizing, um, audio recorders for, for an EVP, if it's, you know, whatever that method is to, to work parallel with whatever that individual is saying. And so like a shaman, I get, you know, I got no issue with that. Um, I think it's really cool just bringing in different people 
um, different perspectives, um, and different ways that they approach it. I mean, somebody like a shaman is definitely going to have a different, different energy than somebody else that's on that investigation. And so what they bring to the table is unique. It is very, you know, very different than like the typical, I guess, way that you see investigating done today. Um, my big thing is, is can I validate or verify what they're experiencing or what they say they're experiencing with some of my, my equipment? If I can do that, that's where I feel like I've hit a home run. Nice. Okay. Another question. How do you feel about pregnant women going on investigations and the chances of the woman or baby getting possessed? That's from Darren. Um, I think... You know, I, there's definitely health precautions, and I think that's the same with, with anything. Um, you know, they, they always say, like, if you, you know, if you're, you know, older, prone to, you know, X, um, or if you're pregnant, then don't go to, like, a haunted house or something like that. Yeah. Um, I think, it, you know, you need to be comfortable and... And that person needs to be comfortable with, with what they're about to do. Um, and the location, you know, if you're walking into a location for the very first time, it is going to be a lot more daunting um, and probably a lot scarier than um, the 10th time you've been to a location. Um, so, you know, I think it really depends. Like if it's, if it's somebody that is very comfortable with it, um, this is not their first rodeo, if you will. It's not a place that anything negative is, um, you know, I don't necessarily see an issue with it so long as that health is the main concern. You know, if you're seeing an elevated heart rate, um, adrenaline, all of those things could cause issues. Um, and so health to me would be the primary concern. Um, in terms of like, like, you know, possession, it is so incredibly rare that I've seen that, um, that I'm not terribly concerned about that. But again, it goes back to knowing the location. Um, you know, would it be something where I'm like, Hey, you know, let's, let's go to, you know, St. Albans or something. If that person, if, if that woman doesn't know that location already, isn't comfortable with it, it doesn't already like fully know, Hey, these are the things that you might experience. Um, that, that is the big thing. Like they need to know what's going on, what's going to happen, that sort of stuff. Um, walking into like a client case, I, I probably would, would shy away from that. Um, Again, because it's kind of a grab bag. You don't know what you're going to experience. You don't know what's going on. You don't know what you're opening yourself up to energy-wise. So, it, you know, in terms of, like, a possession there, possibly. Um, because you don't know. You don't know what you're, you're walking into with a, with a client case. So, mm -hmm. mixed, mixed feelings on it, I, you know. All right. So, this is from somebody else. Um, I have the Beholder asks... How long has he been in the field? Um, so I have been kind of like, I guess, officially or quote unquote professionally, um, even though I don't think there's any professional in the field, um, mm. been investigating since about 2007. Um, that's when I, when I first was able to get out and start really, you know, doing research and, and getting into the field. All right. Then there's Darren again. What gets you excited about the paranormal field? Um, 
to me, um, I think there's a, a few different things. The, the history for me is one of them. Um, I, when I first started investigating, I just was looking to answer my own personal questions on the paranormal. Um, it wasn't until we got to our first historical site, which was Henricus, um, that I really began understanding and realizing that history is is paramount. It is key to understanding the hauntings and paranormal ongoings at a location. Mm-hmm. Um, and so when I get out and I investigate, one of my favorite things to do is learn the history of a location um, so that I can utilize that when investigating. Um, I also like to, to share the locations with people. Um, and so that's why we host events. You know, that's why we do a lot of these, these fundraisers for nonprofits is our hope is that like, not only do we get to have fun investigating, but we can also share the site with other people. Um, mm-hmm. And so hopefully, you know, they find that it's not just about like going on a ghost hunt. You know what I mean? It's, it's like, Hey, wait a minute. There's more to this. Like we need to know the history. And then Hopefully with that, they, you know, they, they realize that they love history or they fall in love with the historical site that we're at um, and then want to volunteer or come back for another event um, or just, you know, talk about those historical sites. And so mm-hmm. to me, something that I really love about it is, is being able to share that, you know, being able to share my passion, um, not only the paranormal, but of history um, and, and just exploring. I mean... There are so many cool places that, that we've been able to go um, when we're investigating, like, you know, kind of behind the scenes, if you will, of, of some of the, the really neat different places we've been to. Um, there's a, a theater um, here in, in downtown Richmond called the Bird Theater. And um, a lot of people in Richmond have been to the Bird. They've seen a movie there, but not many people have been to the basement. And um, below the building is a natural spring. And there is a room, if you go down there into this basement, there is a room, you go through the door, there's a metal, uh, a metal walkway, and the natural spring fills up right in this room. And so it's just, it's, it's absolutely freezing in this room, no matter what time of year, you know, you open the door and, and it feels like you're walking into an icebox. And um, it's just really neat to be able to, to check out these things because everybody always talks about, oh, I heard, I heard that, you know, there's a spring under the building and all that. And I'm like, well, I can confirm that because I have walked into that room. Like, I've seen that with my own eyes. So that sort of stuff is, is really neat. Mm-hmm. All right. Mama Deb asks, um, have you done residential investigations? If so, how do you feel about them? I have done residential investigations. Um, I one of the big one of the bigger reasons other than the historical side of things for me um, is just like I said, growing up asking those questions, you know, as as a child, the things that were occurring to me, happening to me, um, I found that I'm like, well, that would suck if if that was me, you know, going through these things and somebody out there knew what was happening or could help maybe lessen that burden a little bit. Um, can I do that for somebody else? And so um, I, you know, our team is big on residential cases. Um, I definitely think you have to be very careful going onto them. Um, and I actually just created a, a brand new presentation that I give with um, 
a few other folks, one one person on my team and two people from another team, where um, the four of us came together to work on a, a case that was demonic in nature. And um, we, we present all of our findings from the case, um, and we utilize it, hopefully, as... Uh, an opportunity to show people like, hey, you need to be safe while going on to these cases. This is not something where you can just go out, you know, oh, it's a party. We're going to investigate. We're going to have fun. You know, let's just live stream it. Let's do whatever, you know, at the client's house. Um, you know, you do need to go in to private cases, residential cases with a level of respect. Um, these are, you know, these are living, breathing people. And when you go in there, you need to understand that you're going to go home at the end of the night and they're staying there. Um, that is their home. And so like, you have to, you know, you have to be, you have to be very tactful in how you communicate. Um, you have to be very careful in what you say because you don't want to scare somebody. Um, you know, you also don't want to make things worse for them. Um, because I do find that going in and investigating a residential um, property is a double-edged sword. If something there is trying to communicate, then if you're if you're like, hey, I can I can hear you, I can see you. Why don't you talk to us now? It's like you've opened that door, and they're like, oh yeah, somebody can see me. Some somebody can hear me. So I'm gonna I'm gonna keep talking. Um, so it's like one of those things where, yes, uh, we we do them. We have to be very careful. Um, and how we do them because you don't know what you're walking into um, from a spiritual side, but also from a human side. Um, I've walked into cases where, uh, and, and these were learning moments for us, where we no longer do um, our first interview at the client's house. We actually do our first interviews um, on the phone, but walked into one where um, they said that most of the you know, experiences were happening out back. So we walk out back, um, and and they are growing. Uh, they've got like a some drugs out there. Like literally, they're they're growing some stuff. Um, and I'm like, okay, well, we're gonna go ahead and leave now because this is illegal. Um, I've also walked into uh, a case where um, you know we knock on the door. This woman opens the door. She's got a glass of wine in her hand. Um, she. You know, we come in, we set up, you know, we, we put our equipment in the living room, and then we notice that there's four other women sitting at a kitchen table, and they're all drinking, and, you know, we got all our equipment in, um, you know, that we, we've carried our first, our first batch, um, and the first question she asks is, when does the camera crew arrive? And I'm like, oh, okay, all right. All right, you just want us, you know, I got you. We're, we're Saturday Night Entertainment. So, uh, so we, we probably left because um, that's not what it's about. So, All right. Let's see. So do you – sorry. Darren Buss asks, do you feel that Facebook Live helps or hurts the investigation? Um, I think when it's when – it's, appropriate it's okay to utilize it um i know that we have utilized it like we did we were on facebook live last night investigating um and so we we did a live of our investigation um when we do that you know we're very i guess very particular with how long we're on what we're doing how we're investigating like we don't want to just go live and just 
sit around, you know, um, the time that we have at these historical locations is limited. And so it's precious. Um, so we have to be, you know, if I, I find that we do more serious work, we're really, you know, um, we're, we're really getting down to, to what we need to do when we're not going live. Um, so we'll, we'll do a little bit, but we generally don't live stream an entire investigation from start to finish. Um, because we feel like that's not really for us, I guess. Um, now we will, like last night, we, we live streamed for a little bit. Um, but it was, it was meant to like share, um, the site with people and promote it because we were investigating this past or this weekend, but next weekend, um, we're going to be part of some spirit, you know, ghost tours that are going on there. And so what we were hoping to do is by sharing you know, sharing us investigating, people would be interested and intrigued and want to learn more. And then hopefully they would come out and, and check out this location for themselves um, and and be part of that location. You know what I mean? Come out and support it. So mm -hmm. we utilize it. Um, you know, we, we've definitely done Facebook Live um, on investigations and stuff like that. But it's it's always been, I guess, not the entire time, just a limited set period um so that we're not like eating up all of our time while we're trying to do our own research good and that's always been at like locations where, where they're already aware of it i have seen where people go live investigating like residential cases private mm -hmm. residences and stuff like that and to me that is a huge no-no even if yeah. the client approves um now you know what size tv they have what computer they have you know, what's the easiest way to get into the house to get to whatever thing they're looking for. Um, mm -hmm. And I am a, I, a huge, usually not a fan of that. Yeah. All right. So another question from Darren Buss. If you were given the chance yes. to investigate the, I don't know how to pronounce that, um, Vatican? That, yep. Thank you. Vatican, would you do it? And would you... And would be afraid what you would find? I would totally investigate the Vatican. I just want to visit the Vatican. Um, I, I have... That is, the Vatican... Visiting the Vatican is a bucket list item for me. Lucky Land Casino. Asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car, before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Um, and, and so... That would be that would be amazing. Um, I know that there is a lot of relics, um, religious relics and artifacts that are locked up in the Vatican. So the likelihood of this happening is is zero. But if I had the opportunity, I feel like that would be one of the coolest things ever. Um, in terms of would I be afraid, I have no idea. Um, I feel like such a religious place like that. There's there's with with those artifacts and those beliefs, I'm sure that there is something that would would hopefully 
occur that would would change my understanding or view or approach to the paranormal. Um, you know, I, I, I think it would be really neat and I think it would definitely alter the way that I investigate in the future. Um, so I don't know. I don't know if I'd be afraid, but I'd definitely be super interested. I'd go for it. If I was given the opportunity, 100%. Fun, fun. Another question from Darren. Do you think you could handle watching an exorcism being in front of you, or would you walk away from it? Um, I think I would be able to. Um, the To me, you know, I think because that is something that I have run into, I know that a lot of people, you know, the, the, by far and large, when you go out and investigate, you don't run into um, Unfortunately, I have. Um, and so, and it's not, it's not like, oh yeah, you know, every year. Um, but it is definitely something that I have encountered. Um, I know that from an exorcism standpoint, there are different levels of exorcism. Um, I don't think I would even be allowed to be part of, um, you know, uh, an exorcism should, uh, for example, the Catholic Church be involved. Generally, that's pretty pretty tight-knit of who can be in the room when that occurs. Um, mm-hmm. The other thing is it's not like a one-and-done deal. Um, most of those things, if you are working on exercising somebody, it can take time. Um, it's probably more rare that it's only a one-day thing. Um, it's more than likely going to be a number of months, a number of years, um, where somebody has to continuously go back and have this this blessing. Um, mm-hmm. So I don't think I personally, I don't think I would have an issue being in the room. Um, I don't think that that would bother me, but I also don't think I would be allowed to, if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'd be kicked out. <laughs> Honestly, same. Like, if I was there seeing the exorcist, I'd be like, well, guys, the demon has <laughs> left the body. I don't even know. I don't even know. Like, I'd be joking around. Like, not really, though. Like, afterwards, I'd be like, the demon has been exorcised. I'd be, I'd just be like, all right, get out. <laughs> yeah, like, if I was there, I, I would just be, like, in the corner, like... Are they okay? <laughs> like, That's funny. Like, I don't even know what to say. I mean, and so, like, I've, I've, I have been part of house blessings, um, you know, and I don't know. I mean, that's you know, that's that's probably one of the, I guess, not not easier, but like lesser things you can do is, you know, bless a house. Um, Mm -hmm. And so I've definitely seen that. I've seen people being blessed. Um, But, you know, in terms of like an actual true exorcism, um, I've, I've not been privy to that. I've not been part of that. um, At least not yet. Now, again, if I had the opportunity and and they're like, yeah, yeah, no, you you can sit there, you know, just shut up and sit in the corner. I'd be like, okay, I'll do that. I'm Why good. would my teacher say that? <laughs> Should I been sit in the corner? Fine. I will. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Fine, Mrs. Wilson. 
be that way. <laughs> no, like, my teachers, they're pretty lit. My history teacher, 10 out of 10. My English teacher, oh my. <laughs> Where should I start? Oh, right now. <laughs> now is not the time for ranting. <laughs> So, another question from Darren. <sighs> Should I even say names anymore? <laughs> we'll just assume everything's from Darren going, going yep. forward. Yep. <laughs> What's the one object in the world you would never want to be haunted? Oh. The one object in the world I would never want to be haunted. I don't, I don't, yeah, I don't know. I mean, I feel like it would be like a, like a world altering thing. Like, I don't, I don't know. Maybe, uh, I don't know. You know, I know there's a, for example, there's a, a case that is always, that always travels with the president and inside are a set of codes for nuclear detonation. I feel like if that, if that, if that case was haunted, that would probably be a really bad thing. So I'm going to go yeah. with that one. All right. I'd have you to know, go with uh, the fridge. <laughs> with a fridge. Yep. Just a fridge. Just a fridge. It's like, what are you scared of? Ghosts? What are you scared of? Oh, you know, Cookie Monster. <laughs> No, because all my food's in there. Right like, 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 I kind of need to eat. <laughs> or, God dang it. Why is... Stop tangling. Stop. Yes, thank you. Shane, Shane says the nuclear football. That's the word I was looking for. Mm. That, that, that I feel like would be, would be a terrifying thing. Like, you know, if it was, like, haunted and... And, uh... You know, there was there was some sort of like persuasion to set it off or anything like that. That that would be that would be bad. Yeah. yeah another thing would be my catcher's gear. Yeah, that w- that wouldn't be good to have haunted. I don't think. Yeah, just imagine me like flying across the field, like wee. Unless you can control it. Oh yeah, that would be a heck of fun. It could be you could be like Harry Potter. Yes. Or, what's her name? Matilda. Just, yeah. just be like, yeah, for some reason I have Do this it. in here, so thought I would use it. Like, for God's sake, even my gear is Ghostbusters. <laughs> Everything. Everything. I, There's, this should be no shame. It's fine. It's, it's good. It's everything. It's everywhere. It's everywhere. I turn around, it's there. I look to my right, <laughs> it's there. I did do that one thing with my fingers, like where the L is left. I was like, <laughs> okay. I was like, okay, that way left. Okay, this is this is right. All right, all right. Let's see. Jeez. <sighs> okay, I found the question. <sighs> Another question okay. from Darren. What would you like to be haunted? Oh, like if I get to choose what item would be haunted? Mm-hmm. Um, so, okay, so I got this one. I got this one in the back. Uh, one of 
the locations that um, we love to investigate, and um, we're actually hosting an event there with them in December, is a place called the Dunlora Inn. It's in Mineral, Virginia. Um, they, uh, Among a number of things, they think that it was a speakeasy at one point, um, but it is now a bed and breakfast. And so um, one of the things that has occurred um, that my friend Tom and, and Sheena, the owner, have told me is that um, a number of, of mornings they woke up to the coffee maker turned on already um, and, like, set up to make coffee. So, like, if I had something that I wanted to be haunted, it would it would 100% be my Keurig at home um, so that it, it could make me coffee in, you know, like, in the morning. Like, if something was like, oh, man, Steve looks like he really needs coffee, then, you know, it would make coffee for me. I, I think that would be – that would be my – that's my thing, haunted coffee maker. Huh. I like I like coffee. Listen, mm. I like coffee. <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying to think that's, of like what I would want to be haunted. That's my jam. But then I could have all the all the mm. coffee. I wouldn't have to make the coffee. The coffee would be made for me. I'd have to go with the soup can. <laughs> you could be like Hellier with your little soup can. <laughs> have you watched? Have you watched that? Hellier no. is really good. Greg and Dana Newkirk. It, it is it is a phenomenal TV show. It's a it's a, a documentary what they did on um, some work that started in the paranormal and it ended in um, like aliens essentially, um, like huge conspiracy theory thing. But it was so interesting to see how they went from somebody reporting this paranormal activity occurring to how they got to this whole alien kind of theory. Um, and it progressed so perfectly that you didn't even realize that you were into big conspiracy theory until you were already there. Uh, so it was, it was, it's great. Highly recommend it. You should check it out. Right. You would like it. Actually, I have something even better. Slimer. <laughs> Plush, plushy Slimer. Yes, plushy. Like, you know how cool it would be to just see this thing floating around? My pet Slimer. You need to get haunted, okay? Or you're, or you're in the trash. I feel like if you saw that floating around, you'd freak out for a minute. Yeah, I'd be like, I'd be like, okay, who got the fish in line? Like, if I even saw something floating around, I would just sit there and be like. Well, guys, I guess there's a demon in my house now. Guess I'm moving out. <laughs> All right, I'm done. Guess who's getting <laughs> an apartment? Look up to my new apartment, guys. Freaking. All right. <sighs> so before we do wrap this up, would you like to uh, shout out your social medias or anything? Link? Yeah, sure. So, um... Everything I, I do is under Transcend Paranormal. So um, if you want to check us out on at Transcend Paranormal on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, um, and TranscendParanormal.com, that is where you can find us. Um, we have a full list of events this October, um, including investigations, 
ghost tours, all that sorts of things and, and fun stuff. Um, if you are in the Virginia area, please come and hang out with us. Um, next year we'll have a Paracon and, um, I, I just was given the other day a, a, um, approval to finally tell folks that I will, I, I will be speaking at St. Albans Sanatorium, um, their Enigma Cons, which is their Paracon, um, in April. So if folks are near the Radford area, come hang out in April because St. Albans is definitely a place to check out. It is, it is one of my favorite locations. All right. Is that all? I think so. I mean, I could keep going on, but, you know. Go ahead. <laughs> yeah, let's just sit here for another hour, guys. How's that sound? Yeah. We're here for another hour. Okay, guys, the show must go on. Or as <laughs> Juice says, it's showtime. <laughs> okay, sorry, that was, like, perfectly sit right there, right in front of me. I was like, it's time, Beetlejuice. It's time. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Well, I'm starting to see the shadow man right in the corner telling me that her time is almost over. So I'd really like to thank you for coming on, chatting with myself and my listeners here on Spoopy Talk. So, yeah, thank you for having you. me. I appreciate it. Glad glad we could finally hang out on here and hopefully we'll we'll see each other at some point in the future. Once um, all this mess is over. Mm-hmm. <sighs> Please, COVID, stop. Please stop. You just go away. That would be fantastic. You know, I saw this joke. (laughs) Before we go, we might as well end this off on a good note. I saw this thing. So there's this vet with this uh, light up board thing outside there. Whatever the heck they're called. (laughs) Right? Yeah, yeah. And they had it spelled out. 2020 is written by Stephen King. I was like, Yes. (laughs) Yes. <laughs> Not wrong. Not wrong at all. Like, I literally that looked is, at it, and I was accurate. like, yes. Like, that is correct. I was like, yes. It it <laughs> needs to come back. Everything <laughs> needs the shining. The shining. Instead of the snow blocking them in, it's COVID blocking them in. <laughs> it's COVID. This is how this is. Like, Shout out imagine. to Stephen King for 2020. What if they made a movie which was based off The Shining, except instead of being snowed in, it was a pandemic, and they had to stay there for, like, months on end. And then they slowly just went insane. 24 weeks later, zombie movie. Hmm, what, what What could we call it? The 2020. <laughs> you tried to... That would actually, that's a good title. Actually, I like that one. I like that. The quarantine. You know, only if I like had a piano, I could do like the thing, <laughs> like Dean the quarantine. Okay. Honestly, you need to start. You need to start filming. You need to copyright this. Start filming. Get a film crew. What do you mean you can't turn on the camera? <laughs> Just imagine, like I'm trying to film it. <laughs> How the heck do I work it? The sound won't even work. <laughs> it's because you haven't pushed. It's not even on, Maddie. Oh, okay. Okay, I'm ready. <laughs> the film's going to look like it was just a on a freaking potato. <laughs> like a Nokia. Nokia cell phone. 
Oh my god, yes. Yes, okay. <laughs> Continuing on. Okay. So now for all my listeners out there, I'd really like to say thank you for being with me tonight. My next show will be November 1st with Matt Warner from Warner Paranormal. So make sure if you're not following me, give me a follow. Matt's Paranormal Investigation on Facebook. Maddie underscore Paranormal underscore Investigation on Instagram. So for tonight, peace, love, and happiness. And most of all, be spoopy, everyone. Lucky Land Casino. Asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.